Welcome to the pilot episode of the first episode of the Park Scope Unofficial Podcast Hour. After we recorded this podcast, we made some show design changes to the podcast, and as such, parts of the show have been edited and recorded, such as this intro. Um, also, in recording last Friday night, Mike was traveling, and you can hear that in the background. And I came back from a surprise birthday celebration, so I was a little less loose than normal. Well, more loose than normal. Yeah, you get the idea. Anyway, um, and with that, uh, let's start the show. My name is Joe. I am a writer on Parkscope, and you can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Joining me today, uh, first up is Sean. Uh, Sean, say hey. How's it going, guys? It's been a yeah. long time coming. We've only been talking about this for two years. Yeah, no, all <laughs> at least two, three years. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, easily. And next up is Mike. I'm at Capt Michael eighty seven. Okay. And uh, we've been talking about this for about two years, and um, Parkscope was the um, the compromise between doing a podcast or a blog. Now we're doing both. There we go. <laughs> anyway, um, tonight we have a great episode for you guys. Uh, we have several topics to be talking about of the past few weeks of a theme park discussion. Uh, we're going to start off with tonight with a Fantastical Beasts announcement. Um, J.K. Rowling uh, recently announced with Warner Brothers that she's going to be writing the uh, movie script for the Fantastical Beasts. Uh, we're going to let Sean uh, lead the, t- the discussion tonight on yeah, the Fantastical guy. Beasts. Yeah, yeah, movie guy and the Harry Potter guy. So we're going to let Sean take over the movie and theme park discussions with us, and uh, Michael and I will be uh, joining in. So, uh, Sean, what's going on with this? Well, I would say Mike's also the Harry Potter guy. He's, well, he's about equal as me on that well, one. But. Well, let's be honest. We're all the Harry Potter guys, but I'm going to just defer to your guys' opinion on this. Oh, good, good, good. I like when people defer to my opinion. Um, you're wrong. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> – no, you're stupid. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I think it's – I honestly – it came out of left field for me. I, I always – you guys know I always thought she was going to be back in the in the world, the Wizarding World, uh, sooner rather than later. I always said that it was going to be by 2020 we were going to know what her next project in the Wizarding World was going to be, and I never guessed it would be 2013. But here we are, and I never would have guessed it's Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. It seems really random when I first heard it, but now it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't know what you guys are thinking, well, actually, but it's not that random. I think it was mentioned not so long ago that they were in talks. WB was trying to come up with something for this concept. So I guess we kind of wrote it off at the time, but it was mentioned one time, I think, this year. I don't I don't remember that. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it because the person I talked what to. What if it was Jim Hill? Say, <laughs> God, I hope not. I hope it wasn't him. Well, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, I love Jim, but I like Jim in in an entertainment kind of way. Not oh my god, he was actually right kind of way. Um, I was I was talking to someone and they said this has been in the works for a long time, and she kind of put it away for a little bit before coming back to it. So some people weren't surprised by the announcement. So maybe it was 
something WV's been looking into for a long time, and we're just hearing about it. But um, I think it's it's a really good way to expand the the world. Um, it could be I I see it like a Indiana Jones kind of meets Steve Irwin meets a bumbling kind of wizard movie. Uh, I don't know what you guys think it's going to end up being like, but that's that's the way I foresee it going down. Well, it's been a long time since I read the little book. Um, but yeah, that's the impression I get. And I think it'll be nice to, to get away from the, the Harry Potter narrative. There's a EE buzzword. And um, you know, get <laughs> to ex- ex- exploring the, the world and you know the rest of it. And actually seeing wizards use magic and see magical creatures. And not just Harry being angsty and whiny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So people casting spells and stuff, you know, cool stuff. Yeah, one of the issues yeah, I, I, I... I'm sorry, uh, Sean, you want to go? No, go ahead, Joe. Um, no, one, go ahead. Uh, something I'm actually writing about right now and I'm thinking about is that one of the issues with uh, Harry Potter, uh, the franchise, is that people keep thinking that, you know, Harry Potter is popular because of Harry Potter, which is actually, if not just be, because I'm not of him, um, it's actually very popular because of the uh, Lily, Lily uh, Potter, you know, uh, Hermione, uh, and Harry himself. It's simply because that it offers an angle for all of us to become part of this Wizarding World franchise ourselves. It's it's kind of a gateway drug in a way, saying like, yeah, we could become these people. Because Hermione has and Lily has. Um, so that kind of enters our way into that. Um, but anyway, um, kind, of the, kind of the idea I had with this is that if it, it's based in the 1920s, which from what I'm understanding it could pi- quite possibly uh, be 1920s, 1930s. Is this right, Sean? Possibly? Yeah, it's set in the, the first movie set in the 20s. Um, and it's they say it starts in New York City. I think a lot of people are reading that as as the entire movie is in New York City. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at I, all. Now, now tell me this: when is King Kong set? The twenties. Twenties, yeah. So it could be that. That could be so ridiculously amazing. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. But if they somehow well the very beginning of the movie into Kong, that'd be amazing. Well, I think we just completely blow that uh, whole entire Kong attraction to uh, <laughs> University Studios Florida uh, completely away. Um, but <laughs> I was just thinking maybe Nuke could be investigating King Kong, you know, <laughs> or like right. the big ape in New York. It could be a tie-in. Because why if... else would he be in New York? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I agree. It, it does seem very out there for him to start in New York unless – some magical creature showed up in New York and it starts with him kind of capturing it or, or getting rid of it or whatever. But I'll, I'll, I mean, yeah, no, sorry, Sean, continue. I was just going to say, if it, if they somehow tied it into King Kong, that would be, I automatically, I would l- fall in love with that movie. I don't care what came after it. If they tied it into King Kong at the beginning, they win. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, my question is, um, what, is Newt necessarily British? Yes. Yes, he, he is. He went to Hogwarts. He went to, he ho- went to Hogwarts. Well, so you but that doesn't British. necessarily mean British, right? I, mean, I don't think anyone from outside of um, Ireland, Scotland, uh, England, and Wales went to Hogwarts. 
okay. I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm I, fine. I'm fine with that. I just don't know. I mean, I'll I'll defer your my judgment. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's the case because then the rest of the European countries kind of were split between Bo Battens and uh, Dermstrang. Okay. And probably and I others. know that there's. Right, there might be others, but those were the big three. And then I know in, I think during the Quidditch World Cup, I want to say that there's a mention of something in the United States. The Salem Witches Academy or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which probably is not in the United States, probably somewhere in like North America, generic, I imagine. I would assume it'd be in Salem or close to Salem, yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Well, still, I mean, come on, you know. We're so, <laughs> we're so you know, populated. Um, I would love, just to throw it into, into Mike's territory, I would love to see, like, a Bayou Witches and Wizards Academy, just because I think it fits in so well. I'm glad With, you like, brought that up. Like, and all that too. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it just it just makes sense. I yeah. mean, other than Massachusetts, I mean, we're like the other magical place in the United States, you know, as far as the, the witch's lore and stuff like that. So, no, I mean, I mean, you have the... In my mind, whenever I read these books, I thought, well, we probably have one in Louisiana. Yeah, no, no. I mean, Louisiana has the, the history. You have the mysticism. You have the kind of culture going on, even. I mean, it totally makes sense. So... When you're and really it was a big port city back in that time. So, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So when, when you think about it, when you really think about the mystical parts of not even North America, just plain old United States or the United States of America, if you want to be really politically correct right now, you're looking at... A cloud explorer's head explode. Yeah, I know. Just ease. <laughs> just go... Right His now. radar's going off right now. You just mentioned America. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you, you have Massachusetts and you have Louisiana and that's a very mystic part because when you look at it, history wise, uh, Louisiana has a very deep history with, I mean, even look at the princess and the frog for crying out loud, crying out loud. I mean, I mean, I'd rather, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying is that you have the, the whole entire history, you haven't, the whole entire mysticism, that's, whole, that's built up through culture, and the whole entire, you know, French combined with the, you know, Caribbean ideals combined together and combines. Um, and then, and then uh, Massachusetts comes directly from the uh, Puritans themselves with uh, right. mysticism and uh, Puritanism and all that stuff. All that fun. Not to get... Completely Sorry. off topic, but yeah, we'll move on back to Fantastic yes. Beasts after this. But Sorry. it would be really cool to see an old timey uh, Wizarding World movie set during the Salem Witch Trials. But that's that's a completely different topic. I, that you know, we don't I, have to talk about I now. don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. I'm not really a fan of that because it's always going to be is somewhat uh, fantastic. No, I know. I know. But, so no, I'm just but, saying, it'd be interesting. No, it. But, what I want is I want yes. this Newt's Commander guy apparating all over the world, blowing stuff up, casting spells, having yes. fun. And that's that's it. I just I just want to see magic, and I want I want to see these magical things get used. Magic, the more angst. 
you know, I want to see like more. You set up this uh, wonderful world of cool stuff. stuff. Yeah, like kind of like stuff Dumbledore was doing in book six. You know, looking around for Horcruxes, globe trotting. You know, Purple doing robes. investigating stuff. <laughs> you know, you know the uh, fun, fun wizard things. The interesting thing that I've seen brought up that I'm not worried about because J.K. is writing it, so I know she's going to come up with something great. Is what the actual drama is going to come from? What you know, if it's just this guy going around and looking at animals, it's not going to be an interesting movie series. And uh, there's there's got to be a bad guy somewhere, and uh, I think that's that's going to be the the big challenge for the movie. Uh, but I I'm not too worried about it. She'll. She'll do fine. Um, and it could be interesting, you know. the The Potter movie, or the Potter books, are all about kind of getting rid of s- stereotypes and prejudices and stuff like that. So she's bound to bring a uh, at least a little bit of a moral slant to it, maybe uh, conservation or something like that. It's it's gonna be interesting. Oh, like Avatar. Oh God. <laughs> no. Um, kind of, kind of what I read from that is that it's less of a, uh, naturalist kind of perspective, but more of a, um, exploring the world, like the world itself. Right. Exploring and, the world, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> exploring, Don't bring me down, man. exploring the world, like, you know, a true adventurer <laughs> and seeing everything. But no, I, I like. I think the actual putting them into this book, like, and, right. and 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 not just the book, but you know everything that revolves around making the book. You know all that because she's dealt with all that. What I could yeah, probably well, see because in this in this movie he's a young guy. Yeah, you know, um, so he may not even be looking for creatures just yet. He may just like happen into this occupation. He may just fall yeah. right. Well, from I mean, from the the kind of bio she has of him, he was always interested in it. Mm-hmm. So his mother, like his mother, bred hippogriffs, and okay. he, uh, yeah. So there was he was kind of always interested in it. Um, so we're not going to get an origin story, Sean. God, I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope. It, I hope it just jumps into him in New York fighting or investigating something. I don't need to know where he came from. God, just as long as I don't have to see his parents get shot outside the movie theater. <laughs> his girlfriend or gets Uncle, his grandmother or die. Uncle Ben gets shot. As long as I don't or have to his, see his Uncle or Ben his get wife killed, just I don't be care. grasped by the wrist by something. Just anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and like I, I've said on Twitter, I... It's kind of a fanboy choice, but I would really like to see Matt Smith as the character. Um, but I want—I think he—I think he'd be able to carry a movie like this with the the, the funny and mystical, with also with the kind of like wide-eyed enthusiasm that I think the role needs. Let's go for it. Cool. Like I, I, I said Indiana Jones at the beginning, but I don't Indiana Jones is much more of a cynical non believer than I think this role needs to be. You know, it needs to be more of a wide eyed and Yeah, he is he's a Hufflepuff, so Yeah, yeah there you go. go he's Hufflepuff. 
<laughs> he's got to be nice oh, yeah. and, and smile and friendly to everybody. Enslaving house elves. Oh, geez, man. God, yeah, man. I always thought that was a weird disconnect. It, it yeah. is, it is. Haters, <laughs> haters gonna hate, masochist man. Haters and just wants hate. to enslave people. Uh, um, I don't know how I feel about Matt Smith doing that, uh, um, but I don't know how they feel about Matt Smith doing that. Um, it could be interesting. Now, now that you brought up Doctor Who, didn't J.K. Rowling write an episode, or am I making that she, up? She, she was invited to do an episode, but she never did one. Okay, because I was saying we might have an example of her screenwriting, but I guess because, not. Because I know um, she was invited, and so was Neil Gaiman. And Neil Gaiman did do two episodes of Doctor Who. And yeah, fanboy um, hero, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, no, well, he's a, yeah. really, he's a really good writer. He is a really good writer. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, let's give him some credit. I mean, Neil Gaiman's a really good and, 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 but, um, and And let's be honest, Neil Gaiman also is that... Um, uh, the Doctor's Wife is a much better episode than the uh, Nightmare in Silver. Yeah, Nightmare so, in Silver was awful. Well, it wasn't awful. It just, God. All right, we're getting off topic. Yeah, okay. that was that back was, to the movie. Yeah, back to the movie. Anyway, there's been some also some criticism that J.K. Rowling's not a, a screenwriter, but you know, I'm sure she's been consulting with Clovis, and you know, yeah, they're not going to yeah, let her. I, can I, I? One of the points I made up in, um, I'm writing an article for, for. For this uh, remote remote website uh, called Parkscope.net is um, That's still going around. Yeah, I, I God, I know <laughs> it's still going. Who'd have thought? And who? Good job, it? City of Orlando. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's just one of the things I was writing was, um, you know, uh, there's there's a difference between uh, book, television, movie, and video game writing, and and there's actual issues that come up between the various tropes and uh, things that come up. But I think she can overcome these. These these are minor issues because she can still write very well for characters and story and pace. I mean, And let's be honest, she's not an idiot. She's not going to say, I'm the only one who can do this and sit and say, no one else can look at my screenplay. She's going she's gonna to go for help. She's not an idiot. She's... She does She's not, a smart and, woman. And with, and with the original movies, she was very fair to, to WB. Like, I mean, she, of course, looked over it, but, you know, she let them do their thing because they know what they're doing. And the same thing with Universal. You know, right. Universal got to do their thing within reason. You yeah. Know? So it, they are, all these people with work together before. Universal got to do their thing except for keeping all of Lost Continent and throwing up a few signs. Yeah, <laughs> and keeping for Ben Journey, you know, with all the crazy, wicked stuff they had going for that. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, and also the hands of the Dementors, you know. Besides that, look, she's been working with WB for what thirteen years now, fourteen least, years, and at least. So everybody knows what they're doing. No, no, <laughs> yeah, know. totally, totally. I'm sure. The, I'm sure they'll get Stuart Craig back. You know, get the get the whole family back together. They're, you know? they're, they're sure. gonna they're gonna get the crew back together for this. It's just it's like you know, yeah. they could write a movie about making this movie. Really, <laughs> that's what it's about. They're they're they're, they're getting the crew saving, back. Saving Miss Rowling. Saving yeah. Mr. Potter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say, and look, it's except not like they everything ever has to change to make it sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, I mean, well, the movies ended three years ago, but. They've still been working on the theme park, so these people have been in contact all this time. There's nothing to worry about. Um, 
no, movie will be fine. The movie will be great. These, we'll all be there at midnight. These people, just like old times. These people entered the into this almost like a career decision. Right. They knew. <laughs> I, they knew what they were getting into. Like this. Like you. You look at the stuff and go, "Holy!" <laughs> like this is this isn't an option anymore. Like. Yeah, I may work on, you know, whatever remake of movie XYZ they want, Universal or Warner Brothers. But when you look into it, it's like, this is what I'm going to be doing. Whatever J.K. Rowling does in the future, either, you know, minor or major, I'm going to be aiming towards that. And that's what these people are doing right now. Whether it be all the way from Burke all the way to the people at Warner Brothers doing, like, you know, the basic sculpting. That's what these guys are doing right now. They, yeah. pick, they picked a good horse to attach their cart to. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, hell yeah. And God, and, uh, God, I wish yeah, I did that. Uh, good job, Michael <laughs> Eisner. Wonderful job. Good job, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, uh, all that matters is, is that the Yeti two... smells like bananas. The Yeti smells like bananas, <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm going to uh, throw right, out two, two names for directors. One's never going to happen. One I pray happens. One yes. is is uh, Guillermo del Toro, which yes. is never going to happen because the guy has so much on his plate. But him, his imagination for monsters mixed with J.K. Rowling's imagination, just it would be the greatest, most happiest day of my life to see them working together. But, but, in, a, but in a way also – that he almost never has any project actually going at once. Well, that's like, true. I mean, let's be honest. Like, how long has that Haunted Mansion project be on, been on, like, the front burner? Well, he's already never he's already said he's not going to direct that. He, he'll be oh. he'll be a producer. Oh, that, that's not happening. That's not happening. Oh, it's okay. not going to happen, Game. but... God, and you know what? I'll, I'll be the first one to say it right now. I hope it doesn't happen. The Haunted Mansion does I would have not... liked it if... If he was going to direct it, I would have loved to see it. But no. if he's not going to direct it, I don't care. I don't want to see. I mean, like the biggest problem with the Haunted Mansion movie is that it doesn't need a backstory. It needs more. I, it needs more ambiguity. If here's the thing, I agree with that in the attraction, but yes. at the same time, I want to see Guillermo del Toro write a story about the Haunted Mansion and film it. Yeah, because I want to see Guillermo del Toro do anything he wants to do, and I feel like he really wanted to do that. And I don't want to say Disney dra- dragged their heels on it, but I feel like something <laughs> happened there that he got screwed out of it, and he said, "Screw it, I'm done, I'm out of here." So, uh, right, and so then I'm my other the second director, <laughs> yeah. Edgar Wright. I think Edgar Wright would be amazing. Edgar Wright's doing Ant Man next. After that, I don't think he has anything lined up. I think uh, he would be able to bring the fun, kind of lighthearted adventure vibe to it. But he can also, as his movies have shown, he can film action with the best of them, uh, and I would, I would really like to see that. He's a British director, so that's that's my my prime choice for who I'd want to see take the movie. I don't want to see anyone come back from the other Potter movies. I want to see at least fresh blood, and hopefully good good flesh, fresh blood, who which uh, right with me. Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to throw out two real names, and then I was like, oh, wait, it's Mike. It's going to be some. It's gonna be two trolling names. Stays away from any movie is increases the likeliness of me seeing it. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, 
At I least can, Chris Nolan has made good movies in the past 10 years. Tim Burton hasn't made a good movie in 20 years. Um, so I think many of us were probably expecting that if they ever revisited the world, it would be either after Harry or it would have been way back in the past when they founded Hogwarts yeah. or something like that. Yes. But I guess maybe they wanted to shift it tonally and get away from the school for a while, probably. I think that's that's probably a good good guess. Yeah, because if you would have did the founder story, it would have been – Hogwarts again. I mean, it'd have been different, but you know, same. This it, this this gets them out around the world and seeing seeing different sites and yeah, it wouldn't different, be different terrain and yeah, it wouldn't be the Hogwarts story. It'd have been the Wizarding World story, which is kind of what they're right. going for. Which is I and I that, think it's great. I think it's amazing. It, it, like like you said, it's you could theoretically they could go everywhere in the world with this story and show us what the wizarding world is like in Africa and Asia in you know, Antarctica, if they wanted to, they, there's nothing off limits with this story. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So theme park, Sean. Yeah. That's the, I mean, I, if you guys want, I can run through what I, what I would do and what I think is at least part of what I think is actually possible with what they're thinking. Well, I guess let's start first. with the fact that recently, you know, yet again, Potter Phase 3 rumors started sprouting up again. Right. And uh, It's always yes. been a talk, and everyone's always thought, well, it's just going to be some small things to kind of push Phase 1 up to the level of Phase 2. Because Phase 2 is, for all info that we know, going to be head and shoulders above what we saw in Phase 1, which is insane to think about, but pretty true from everything we know mm-hmm. and now this comes out and it kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything we thought we knew it kind of it opens up a lot of possibilities a lot of awesome possibilities in my opinion and i mean i don't know maybe what we're still think. getting phase three but now we're getting phase four also you know that's because also this a possibility might a, I, this might be a ways down the road right i Whereas the additions to Hogsmeade can just happen over the next couple of years. True, but this is what I think. And I'm going to go off and you guys can comment on my craziness after I'm done. Um, I think we get an attraction right to open with the movie. I think we get uh, Sinbad. This is one thing I've noticed. The Hogsmeade station is right in front of Sinbad. Like, there's no getting around that it is right next to Sinbad, and there's no it's hiding. It's such an building. awkward transition. Yeah, I don't know what they're going right. to do. <laughs> I, I I, have no clue how they're going to do that. Um, if they pull it off, my whole line of thinking here could be wrong, but it is right there. They're right next to each other, and if anything, the Hogsmeade station enters and exits almost perpendicular to Sinbad. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? No, it's when you're in said when you're in Sinbad, you see it when you look to your left, like it's there. Right. I mean, it's hey it's guys, right there. Um, there's no getting around that, and as as far as I know, I don't. I like listen. I'm not saying I'm an insider or anything like that, but I information I got this week tells me leads me to believe that Universal knew that this was coming a long time ago, as in years ago when they were first planning this entire thing. I think 
before this, and we know that the games in Lost Continent are going away. We know the games are becoming a new entrance to, to Wizarding World Hogsmeade. We know that. Uh, the mo- games are moving to Jurassic Park. All that's going to be done soon. So I think when this movie opens, the Sinbad Theater becomes a Fantastic Beasts theater. And we get a Walking with Dinosaurs, How to Train Your Dragon arena show type show in the Sinbad Theater when this movie opens. Um, Again, this is just me throwing spitballs out there. I don't know if any of it's true, but I think that's the best use of the space. Uh, Sinbad, I mean, it, it... People go into it, but no one wants to go to that park to see Sinbad. And I don't think they're going to get rid of the one live show they have in the park. So I think that's the most likely bait for that that arena. What do you guys think? I agree. (laughs) I mean, mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's right there. It doesn't require more additional investment. Right, all, all, it, all it involves is some, some retheming of the inside and the outside of the theater. And, and, and you can develop that show right while Sinbad's still running. So you right. could, yeah, I mean, it takes eight months at max to close a show, redevelop it, deploy it as the Fantastical Beast show. It makes sense. I mean, and it could be right there, too. I mean, there, yeah, I, I'm, there's some small... Thematic issues, you know, like, you know, how are they going to rate approach there? Is it going to be with the fountain in front? But that stuff. I actually had a, had an idea for the fountain too. Okay, cool. Here, uh, I want to hear this. <laughs> God, uh, this is just, I, I, I apologize to the viewer or the listeners. This is, I don't mean to come to, <laughs> mean this for, to come off as uh, Sean Huckle's blue sky universal creative hour, but I could no, see. I'd like the, to hear this right now. <laughs> The fountain staying, um, maybe like a little bit of a cosmetic change, but uh, we haven't seen Peeves at all in the entire Harry Potter uh, (sighs) movie series. I know, I know, and it stinks. I think that would be the perfect opportunity to see our first shot at Peeves uh, in the Harry Potter movie universe. Have him possessing the fountain. You can still have it squirting people all you want and all that kind of stuff. But I think that would be the uh, the perfect opportunity to get him into the universe. In fact, they actually had him casted and, and they did some costume tests for Philosopher's Stone. Yep. I can't and then he never showed name, up. But yeah. I mean, they have a slight voice changer for the uh, for the various Disney attractions that are live action. Um, I think the, the, the fountain always has the, like a sorry the the fountain always has like a high pitched kind of um, voice changer like it's it's an it's a simple voice changer it's not anything special but yeah it's always very high pitched thing I mean what it comes down to is whatever uh, J K approves right obviously this is what I think should happen not what I think will or what I expect to happen but I think that would be a good way. And a nice little nod to fans say, yeah, we didn't completely forget about him in this universe. Here you go. Here's Peeves kind of thing. <laughs> I think he's only supposed to haunt – well, excuse me. He's only supposed to haunt <laughs> Hogwarts. But I think Moaning Myrtle's only supposed to ha- haunt Hogwarts too, and she's in Hogsmeade, so it's not a big deal. And Ollivanders is in Hogsmeade. There's, there's been plenty I of canon-breaking she... moments. 
I think Moaning Myrtle was able to travel to Hogsmeade. I may be wrong. I know she went to the lake to see the mermaids. That's right. I think. Yeah. Maybe wherever the water was. Who knows? Yeah. It's not important. It's I, a, I haven't it's read still the book a in a while, part. unfortunately. The point is that it can happen. It can happen. Right. Yeah. Um, so then moving further into Lost Continent, because the, the way I see it is, I know a lot of people are freaking out, saying if it takes over the entire Lost Continent, it's too much Potter, uh, There's it's in the other park and stuff like this. First of all, anything else they're going to put in Lost Continent isn't going to be as profitable as, as Harry Potter. Even if it, even if Fantastic Beasts only makes $500 million in the box office, it's still going to sell more merchandise than anything else they can think of in Lost Continent, whether it be Willy Wonka, like we've heard, or more Seuss, like we've heard, and all this kind of stuff. If only Potter, $500 million? Because, like, reportedly, Planes is earning, like, $120 million worldwide. Right, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing out a lowball number. Yeah, no, saying, I, I, if, yeah, I know. Um... It's still going to sell more merch and move more product than anything else that they're going to put in that land. Yes. On top of that, the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade only took up half of Lost Continent as is. So even if it took off the, up the rest if of that. Lost Continent, right? It might even, technically it's probably less than half. Um, it took up a third, really. It took up right. you know, Merlin Woods. That was it. Right. Um, even if it takes up the rest of it. It's still just the same size land as Lost Continent originally was. So it's not like it's taken over half of Jurassic Park, all of Lost Continent, and half of Seuss and expanding its its boundaries. It just makes it an actual island again instead of being a random half island in the middle of Lost Continent. Yes. So it brings back the Islands of Adventure name in uh, reality instead of just name. Um, yeah. Moving from there. Go ahead. You want to say something? No, you go with that. <laughs> okay. Moving on from there, I see since Sinbad's an easy, easy retheme, and I think if they're doing the smart, which I don't have any doubt that WB and Universal is doing it smart, uh, you open that attraction right away. You get the people in there. You have something, a new draw that's going to take people, and you don't have to mind closing the other part, the Poseidon part of Lost Continent down almost completely. You, like, like what they did originally, you have a path that goes through to the rest. The right part where Poseidon's temple is and everything is leveled and mythos. I'm saying you keep mythos, but you retheme a little bit of it. Uh, maybe change like the Zeus or Poseidon head that's throwing up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe change it to maybe a dragon, so it still makes sense with the water coming out and looks cool. And or, maybe change Atlas behind it to a werewolf or something, you don't and change to, it to it. You don't even have to change it because it's still mythological, so it all works in the end, though. It works, but I. Th- I think if you keep it with the Greek god motif that it has, it's going to feel a little bit awkward. Yeah, but... Guys, 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 y'all think it's too small. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this isn't 2007 anymore. This is <laughs> 2013. They just demolished Jaws completely. I don't know. While I don't disagree, I don't think they want to get rid of Mythos. I don't think they would feel comfortable getting rid of that, that restaurant that 
even though it's just kind of sits there and and just purgatory just there you know (laughs) i don't know i i think i think it's good but i think they'd rather work on the facade and keep it open than level it and only have one sit-down restaurant in the park which is confiscos and is the definition of mediocre Whereas Mythos, Mythos, I know it has the the best restaurant or whatever, and the food is the food is the food is really good. I I don't have any issues with the food. I think, I think Mythos could be like the big uh, in Harry Potter, the big like lunchtime meal. I mean, maybe I'm crazy here, but I mean, it could really define I, everything. Sorry, continue. I think Mythos is really good. I think it's a very, very good meal. I don't think it's the best food I've ever had in a theme park setting or a, a theme park resort setting. I think I've had better meals at Disney, but at Gico, the same time, Gico, 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 Gico. Well, if I get, if I ever get to Gico, that's that price point though. We're, we're dragging your ass, but to Gico. That's, that's the thing. The price point at Mythos, I paid yes. eighteen bucks to get a fillet at Mythos. A, go- a very good sticks. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which gets you fish and chips and a dr- and a butterbeer at, at Three Broomsticks. Yes. And it gets you an appetizer at the California Grill. Not it's even bad. not even a sushi appetizer, just an appetizer. The it, duck or the I, duck in all its glory is seventeen dollars. And I got a filet and mythos for that. Yeah, a very and, good filet. And we we all know how California Grill is now. We all know. No, I know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, comparing okay. it to a signature price point at Disney... It's not fair. It may not... Right. It's just... It's so much cheaper, and it's very good. It's not... It is the, a very again, good it's deal. the best meal I've ever had, but it's very good. Uh, the biggest yeah, so regret of mine like is not... That's the one thing that really throws a wrench into the whole thing. But, I mean, I guess eventually something's got to happen with it. I don't know. I think it's an easy, I think it's an easy outside retheme. You don't have to mess too much with it. Uh, I think if you kind of just make it look like it fits, it's fine. Yeah. You would have to theme a little bit of the inside too, but I don't think it'd be anything out of the question to do. Um, the way I'm looking at it, how surprised are like, you that Sinbad survived the train expansion? I, I think early on we all thought it would go. Yeah, we all did. I think I think Sinbad survives. I don't think they're going to get rid of it. I'm actually. I, it's, it's the uh, one live show in in the park. I I just don't see them getting rid of it right now. I really thought, that especially the, in a park that needs everything that it can when it rains or lightning storms or when it's cold. They need to have things. That, <laughs> right. They just. For me, I don't think they can get rid of it and have the park be okay. But what if they add a show to Seuss and then kill Sinbad? I mean, that's a a big if. You mean Seuss or Toon Lagoon? Seuss, because I don't think the Toon Lagoon Theater is going to survive. Mike, where do you think they put a show in Seuss? Well... I guess we have to to get to that conversation. I guess we have to kind of talk about where I think it's going to happen with Lost Continent, or what we were kind of thinking before all this news broke. Right. Um, can I finish? Early. Can I finish mine? Yeah. Just just so we, I don't want to go back after you do what you think is going to happen, and then me me do what I think is going to happen. Part two. Um, mm-hmm. 
like I said, the left side of the the Greek part of Lost Continent would be a retheme to Mythos, a pretty easy retheme in my opinion. Um, uh, now I just thought of something I want to talk about the movie. All right, we can do that later. Um, and then the right side where Poseidon is, I have a couple different ideas of what could go down here. Um, first of all, I think the entire Sinbad to Poseidon or Sinbad to the bridge to Suits Landing would become more of a, uh, a wooded area, kind of more trees, kind of what I think would be the forbidden forest and kind of the, the conceit of the entire area would be a uh, traveling mythical, not mythical, but wizarding world zoo almost has come to, to Hogsmeade to celebrate the muggles coming into town, which is the story of wizarding world phase one. Um, and the, uh, the, so a lot, lot more trees, a lot more water features, kind of rivers going over, or streams going down around, around us. Um, basically make the, the, Iowa is such a hot park. There's so much concrete and outside of Jurassic Park, there's so little wooded areas. Yeah. And I think they really need to get some more trees in that, in that park. Um, so that's, that's the overall look that I would go for, um. And then the right side of the Greek area where Poseidon is, I would think that they would knock Poseidon down. Um, the uh, on Orlando United, Maxar Mike, I think his his username is, has said that when they went in to do some corrosion mitigation a couple months ago, they they looked and saw that the apparently Poseidon's building is not holding up too well to all hmm. the water effects and fire effects inside of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like Mike. I think he's he's a good person to discuss the theme parks with, but I don't know how good his sources are. Um, but let's just say that's there, true. Yeah, I think he does. So let's just say that's true. I see Poseidon's building going away. Um, what goes there? I have two ideas. One, one idea I think is more realistic than the other. One idea I would say is a uh, just a... Because from what I, what Martin Martin Smith, the the legendary Disney photographer or videographer, videographer yeah, yeah, videographer has said is uh, and Hate to Fly has also said that they're looking to do more dark rides with animatronics and everybody can ride them. At least that's what the the story that's being tossed around is. I could see a kind of I don't want to say Kilimanjaro safaris, but something similar as a short or not short, but a mid range dark ride through some animal or mystical animal habitats. Uh, that's the thing I could see more likely less likely is the old fabled Jurassic park Jeep ride reskinned to fantastic beasts and us going through a zoo and in the old theme park conceit, something horrible happens and a big old beastie gets loose and starts chasing us. Uh, Another dragon. Those are the t- <laughs> God, I hope not. That's And see, that's one reason I love that they're doing this is it gives Universal something to use other than a dragon. <laughs> and then there's also maybe none of this happens and they just knock dragon challenge down and put something there, but we won't get into uh, that. Yes. <laughs> and then Sean and I dance in the streets of Hogsmeade. Oh, I would Victory. be so happy. 
I would be so... I would take a victory sip. <laughs> anyway, Mike, go ahead. I really don't have that many ideas, but earlier in the week we had talked about, and it was shot down by Hate to Fly, and, uh, you know, we were just kind of reading the wrong things, I guess. Um, but Sean and I were thinking that with the rumors coming up about Lorax and then in the future um, a Mount Crumpet coaster, we were thinking that maybe that and Phase 3 would kind of like come together and both just take over Lost Continent and kind of meet halfway. You know, have um, Whoville towards Seuss Landing and then have who knows what closer to Potter. And I guess that was kind of we were kind of just hitting a dead end because, you know, there was nothing we could think of to fill that space except for trees. Um, so this news comes out, and it kind of gives you something to stick there in a forest-type setting. Um, and then you also need you need land for more Seuss attractions. Um, they're putting Lorax in the expansion pad they already have, but Illumination, which is Universal's Pixar, basically, is they're, they're making more Seuss films, and they're making Cat in the Hat, and they're making The Grinch again. Yeah. So, well, the, what's the, the, the uh, just to explain to everyone? Where is the uh, expansion pad for uh, Islands Adventure? Behind, it's between um, Cat in the Hat and I guess um, like one Circus of those restaurants. Circus. Yeah, uh, all that stuff, and then behind One Fish, Two Fish. And if you ever go to Halloween Horror Nights, it's where they have the walkway between the parks. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, yeah. I guess we could really segue this into the whole Universal Decade. Do you want to do that? Yeah, sure. Why not? But but another point <laughs> about feel, Phase 3 real quick. I feel like we're there. We might as well say that. Talk about that. <laughs> and Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. But like the one last thing about Phase 3 we always kind of thought. It's one of those Jim Hill rumors but it also makes a lot of sense is the Great Hall. And it's kind of like, where do you put that? And it kind of would solve two problems if you stuck it in Jurassic Park, where you can see Forbidden Journey, where you can see Hogwarts. And it's kind of where Pizza Predatoria is sitting. If you just built yeah. a giant Jurassic Park building right there and put the Great Hall inside, it would solve two problems. Because if you walk to Jurassic right. Park now, it's very jarring to see the castle. I mean, you can't. You can't miss it. The you way they have the walkway set up, <laughs> you look straight at it. You put a Jurassic Park-themed building there, but you don't enter through the dra- Jurassic Park-themed right. building. You enter through somewhere around Hogs, uh, Hogwarts. Yep. Build a tunnel. Right. A hallway. Basically, that's where we can leave that. It's just that's where that would solve two problems, really. And they would make a ton of yeah. money, and everybody's happy, and Steve Burke's well, and then that also something full, full of full coins. <laughs> and that also leads to a uh, an interesting thing. The uh, the two sit down rule in in uh, Universal Parks mythos would then be expendable, and then <laughs> another another option for a ride possibly. But um, I guess I we just can don't see. Do- I don't see the Great Hall as a sit down. I see it more as like a um, hoopy doo type thing where everybody goes and sits at one time. That's a good. That's gets a good their point. Food. Yeah, that would. Maybe there's like it the frog choir goofiness. Like yeah, and yeah. they ship you out. They do about if two they, dinners a night, maybe. Two or three. Maybe film like, some uh, some Musion stuff for the uh, front. Have Dumbledore talk yeah. to everybody and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think that needs to happen. <laughs> Probably never will, but I think it needs to it happen. It should happen, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. 
Yeah. It's, All right, it's so, again, I like Jim Hill, but I, I, it's, a, it's a Jim Hill rumor. I don't put too much stock into it. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, well, I guess we have to transition to the Universal Decade now. Um, yeah, we, we have to talk about all these great attractions and things coming. Yeah. You know, it's so such a burden to talk about this. It's horrible. <laughs> I Guys, mean, if we were just so I mean, we'd just rather talk about a meet and greet and Starbucks and plastic wristbands. I mean... It's, Glow uh, with uh, the show ears, man. It's awesome. It's the future. Well, the future. <laughs> there were all of there were all of twelve people using the glow with the show ears. The two times I saw World of Color in California. Well, more to the point, that was two hundred dollars worth of glow with the show ears you saw being used at World of Color. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but just back to your your Seuss point, and I. I usually don't say that there are good points brought up on a forum, but uh, there there was a there was a good point brought up. I don't know who it was, but they said if Laura, well, I shouldn't say if when Lorax goes back into that that plot in the back right corner of, or I guess I shouldn't say right the back west corner of Seuss Landing, one fish two fish is in a really awkward position. Uh, it's basically we'll be blocking the en- this the assumed entrance of Lorax, and someone brought up the point that they should. This is this is kind of you know roller coaster tycoon uh, <laughs> thinking thinking, but it makes sense. Uh, Green Eggs and Ham is never open. It's open what two months out of the year. It's open maybe July during the busy points and December during Christmas. Uh, knock down green eggs and ham and shift one fish, two fish over that way to kind of clear up the entrance point to Lorax. I, d- I don't think it would happen, but it would make sense. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that. Mm. It's possible. I mean, they moved Dumbo. Yeah, yeah because it's, it I mean, kind of sucks now, though. There is precedent <laughs> for that. Well, it, it wouldn't change... One fish, two fish, though, really. Yeah, I mean, one fish, no, two fish. There's no view there. No one's riding that for the view. Yeah, no one's riding it for the nostalgia and the view. So, yeah, good right. point. It's, uh, but it, it is interesting to see if when they build Lorax, how it's going to be set up. Because it is a very awkward uh, setup back there. And even that, this, they have the Seuss, like all the places you'll go or something like that show behind one fish, two fish and Cat in the Hat <laughs> that nobody knows is there. Because it's hidden in the back corner. Yeah. It's a very awkward land. It is. I love it. I think it's much a like beautiful Toon Lagoon. Land. It's very confusing. Yeah. Right. I think it's a very beautiful land, and but it's very awfully laid out. Terribly laid out. Yeah. Every time I go to Toon Lagoon, I get lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it's because it's an awkward layout. You had inwards, and then you had outwards, and you had inwards again, and you had outwards. I mean, it's completely up. Oblivious to where you're actually going, which is Toon Lagoon has random walls at places, so you don't randomly walk into the Dudley queue and stuff like that. Toon Lagoon was just just such a mistake, but I don't want to get into that. I mean, I guess we have to get into that because that's a different show. (laughs) That's purportedly part of the Universal rumored Universal deck. Yeah, I guess it's not rumored Um, at this point because Steve Burke said we're going to get at least at least an attraction a year. And in Hollywood and and Orlando, 
as well as at least $500 million pumped into the parks every year, which is insane <laughs> to me as someone who has been a Disney fan only until what? Five. I mean, I let, I always rooted for Universal. I always wanted them to do good, but I was never the Universal super fan I am until I got my first annual pass in 2008. I mean, uh, I, I, I think that's a, an interesting discussion we have to have because, um, We've never really moved into the universal decade now. Um, we should really discuss the rumors and propositions brought up within the first few recent months coming uh, into the universal decade. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, Sean, do you want to start with kind of what's going on right now, perhaps? Right now or, or what or we're thinking what- in the future? What we're hearing and what's going on right now on uh, well, September. I guess we should start with yeah. with with Steve Burke's comments at the. I don't know what the conference was, but it was some big investor conference over this this past week. Yeah, uh, and he said that they've done internal studies, and that Universal Orlando can carry. Up to and between ten thousand and fifteen thousand rooms, and still hit hit profitability and and uh, capacitance goals. Um, <laughs> which right now, as as it stands, without Cabana Bay Beach Resort opening, we have two thousand four hundred rooms. Um, with Cabana Bay, we have they'll have. Uh, 4,200 rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 1,800 rooms added. So that means at least, you know, 50% more, or no, not 50%, 100% more rooms added to the resort. Um, and then he also said that they want to keep the cadence at least of adding one attraction to every resort, or I should say every U.S. resort. Mm-hmm. Meaning Universal Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort, which is Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure, at least one attraction of both of them every year, um, at least. And then he also he didn't say this, but analysts have said that they brought the baseline spending in parks and resorts up to five hundred million this year, mm-hmm. and they our analysts have deduce that that's what they want at least every year spent on parks and resorts Hmm. which in universal creative dollars that's a lot considering wizarding world phase one was only about 250 million so that's two two wizarding world phase ones every year for universal parks and resorts i don't know if you guys uh, kind of a deal yeah no big deal i mean we weren't (laughs) old enough at the time to be aware of the Disney decade. I don't know quite how that went down or what Eisner came out and said back then, but in this day and age, it's pretty unprecedented for a, an exec of any company to come out and say, Hey, fix it. Just make it rain. Deal with it. You know, right. Especially and, universal uh, when they won't even let us take pictures of things being constructed. <laughs> yeah. So that was, it just came out. I mean, we knew these things were coming, but for him to just come out and just say it. You know, Universal does that sometimes. It's They do these things at the most random times. Um, right. Like phase 2, 
um, announcement you know, was so random. It just they put it on Facebook one morning, you know. So I guess it's kind of their mo to just kind of throw it on you. But it, from, it, from it, what it I understand, was, that sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, from what I understand, Disney Decade was they announced stuff. It wasn't that they oh, said yeah, they we're did. going. We're gonna get, you know, they announced all these Epcot attract or World Showcase editions. They announced um, uh, David Copperfield's Magic Underground. Oh, that was they beyond announced. that. David Copperfield's Magic Underground was beyond Disney Decade. They announced. I thought that was uh, part Dick of Disney Tracy. Decade. They, ne- they announced okay, Dick Crime Tr- Stoppers. Crime Stoppers. They announced and a and bunch then uh, of the, stuff. the Roger Rabbit part, right? Yes, they announced Roger Rabbit's uh, what. Maroon Studios. I mean, there was a right. bunch of stuff they announced beyond David Copperfield Muppet, Magic Muppet Studios. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if Muppet Studios is part of it. I thought it was. I, I think it was after I don't know that. What it, now, let's move on from, from stuff that's never going to happen in Disney and yeah. move on to stuff that might actually happen in Universal. Or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say might actually happen, will happen. It okay. is happening right now. I mean, it's already happening, so. Yeah. Um,. So yeah, I, you know, I I can't compare the the apparent Universal decade to Disney decade because it's not like it's not like Steve Burke came out and said we're building this 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 and this. He said this is our business strategy. We want to build a you know it's it's more it's more vague than what the Disney decade seemed to be. Very. But at the same time, it seems more real because he didn't come out and make promises. He came out and said, this is the business strategy, not we're building this project, this project, and this project. And yeah, it's, it's a strategy like that's diametrically opposed. It's the exact build. opposite of what Disney is doing. It's right. the exact opposite I, strategy. Right. I don't want to get into that because right. it's just going to turn into – it's just going to snowball and then we're going to get – I don't want to deal with that in Twitter. But um, – <laughs> Yeah, he said one one attraction every year. So that back door, like I said on Twitter, that kind of backdoor um, confirmed we're getting either I shouldn't say either we're getting Lorax and or Jurassic Park in 2015. I mean, I mean we're getting Jurassic said, Park. So and King Kong, right? I don't think that's gonna. Happen. I, I I love Hate to Fly. I think he's a very solid source. I, I I don't see it happening. At least not for 2015. I don't think we get Lorax, Jurassic Park, and King Kong in 2015. And something just died in in Mike's Mike's area of the world. Um, <laughs> uh, I I just again I I res- I think Hate to Fly is a very solid source, and I I trust him on most stuff. But just the way I see these things going, I don't see Kong happening in 2015. I could, I'm again, I'm could be completely wrong, but that's the way I see it. No, I can understand that totally. Because if if Lorax has the aggressive expansion or aggressive timeline that they're saying, and Jurassic Park's opening in 2015, I Kong should be a big project, and I don't see them having the manpower to do it all in one year. But I mean, it is universal and I didn't think as much as I thought they were going to build transformers fast. I didn't think they were going to build it eight months or nine months fast 
or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I could see Kong happening. I see that happening as a addition afterwards that, like, after that first summer of a Diagon Alley happens, I can see them closing it down and then building an additional attraction. But right. I just see them, like, it, it being a sponge, just soaking up people from going there. I don't see... I don't see a, a big change from Disaster to Kong. Um, I, I, and I mean, people-wise. I think Kong will be a better attraction. Not that I think Disaster's bad. I'm one of the big fans of Disaster. As am I. I really like it. I, I, know, I know there aren't a ton of big fans of Disaster out there, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um... But I think, I, I think it would attract more people as Kong, but I don't think a significantly amount of more people. I don't think it would be a huge uptick in hourly people going through it. Uh, it's Kong's, Kong's a classic IP, but I don't think it holds the same weight in Orlando as it did in, in uh, Hollywood when they brought it back. I totally agree with that. I mean, because it's, here's, here's the thing about disaster, though. I mean, the the rumored reason for the, all of this is that the track needs to be redone, and so I mean, if the, if that's the case, then they really are kind of on a strict timeline where they can't delay it too much. You know, right, if right. these things need to be replaced, it needs to be done. You know, you can't just keep putting it off. So if that if that's true, I mean, it's a lot of ifs, if if if. But you know that if that's the real reason, then they really kind of have to do it by then. You know, right? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But I also agree that's a lot of stuff happening. But then again, that's kind of like just like a... I mean, it is sort of a new attraction, but it's kind of more like a Star Tours 2 kind of thing, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But in a no, way, I mean, like, Disaster has always been kind of a Star Tours 2 kind of thing. Anyways, so... Yeah. Right, right. so this is like a Star Tours 3. <laughs> yeah. Boy. The adventures continue, continue. Okay, so Universal Decade. <laughs> Here's here's an interesting thing to talk about. You know, they say they want to add after Cabana Bay, they're going to add at least we can assume as long as Cabana Bay doesn't come out and fall on its face, which at the price point it has, I don't think it will. Um, they're going to add at least five thousand or yeah, five thousand eight hundred more rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the room on existing <laughs> land to do that. Uh, we all know that they have the the one plot left. There's a small plot at the south end, south yeah, south end of the Cabana Bay plot to add apparently more rooms, which is yeah. Allegedly, there's a contract saying they have that that's for Lowe's and Lowe's only. So right, right. So maybe they'll add 800. I mean, and this is a big number, 800 more rooms on that plot. Um, maybe in a tower or something like that. But then that still only brings you to 5,000 rooms. They still have to add 5,000 more to get to the minimal number that they want to have at the resort. Mm-hmm. I don't think even with a you know two big towers, they're going to be able to do that in the plot between Cabana Bay and Royal Pacific, which is the only remaining plot that they have. Could they buy um, any other resorts in the area? That's I mean, what I think gonna happen i think if they're gonna get to this room count that they want they have to buy the hotels that aren't going to be affected by the i4 expansion slash redo exit 
over by Major Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to have to buy more land on I-4, or on I-4, I'm sorry, on I-Drive, International Drive, around Wet n' Wild, the Wet n' Wild land they just bought. Um, that's the only way they're going to get to these this room count that they want. Um, I think the main thing that they should be shooting for is the Major Boulevard area. Just mm-hmm. because the major boulevard area is much more insulated from the outside than ev- everywhere else. Yep. Um, so they can actually kind of theme that area completely rather than having I drive ugliness right outside a lot of rooms. Um, I think if they're, they, they're still going to probably need to buy stuff on I drive as well. But if they do that, I'd like to see them buy around the wet and wild plot, uh, to the west, no east, I'm sorry, to the east. Uh, there's a lot of just empty ground and grossness around there. Um, mm-hmm. whereas to the, to the west, there's, uh, it's a lot tighter and they probably won't be able to buy everything there. Um, so to the east, they could get a more themed area that could insulate itself from the outside. And hopefully build a real water park rather than the ghetto wet wild. Which adds to another whole part of the uh, Universal Decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should probably keep it to a minimum this show. Yeah. We're already about <laughs> we already run. We're already at about an hour right now. So Yeah, we yeah, can go so. we can well, we can go into more what we think we can do with hotel what they can do with hotels, themes and stuff like that. And water park themes and stuff in another show because yeah. we're we're gonna have plenty to talk about with Universal. We might as well get the rest of the Disney stuff <laughs> yeah, that we want to um, talk about out of the way. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about some uh, recent Disney stuff then tonight. Yes, I do love Starbucks. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I had an iced pumpkin spice latte today. Oh, I'm hey, not, shout out to oh. Joe Pauly. <laughs> I can't, I'm not. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I got an iced pumpkin spice today. Yeah, no, I would have right. gotten one, you except it's be. like 500 calories. So I got. It's one. my cheat day. It's my cheat day. I'm okay with it. It's, you. Your, cheat, <laughs> it's your cheat day. So it's all fine, bro. It's all fine, bro. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'll, I'll forgive you for that. But um, uh, I'm I training mean, for a half marathon. I'm good. No, I understand. You're training for a half marathon, but. Run Disney, everybody. See, I'm not a hater. Run Disney. No, you totally are a hater because you don't support <laughs> Disney completely, 100%. I know. I, I don't mean, I don't pray to the altar of Walt and Mickey. Now, if you prayed for the altar and Walt and Mickey, you definitely would support the Club 33 expansion, shouldn't you? Oh, God. <laughs> nice segue, Joe. Yeah, nice oh, one. Oh, God, I'm um, only the best at them. <laughs> I'll say my piece. I, uh... I've been to the Court of Angels, and I really think it's a special little area. There are people out there, first of all, I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. <laughs> who, am I, who am I kidding? Yes, I do. Um, I, I hate when people say to other people that your stuff doesn't matter. I'll say that I hate Captain EO with a passion, and yeah. I think it's the dumbest, most embarrassing attraction that Disney has running right now. It's but an I will amazing not, ride. I mean, you're right. But I will not judge the Epcot fanboys out there that love it. You know, I understand it, guys. I get it. 
I hate it with every fiber of my being, but I I I accept your right to love it. I think and the best part of Captain Neo is simply when that one exiting when, when that when that one, well besides exiting is the one dude who pops out of the tree trunk and just has that has the the mullet the mullet and he's like what yes. is going on yes. and he just starts dancing the flowing it's, locks it's, it's, it's he's got the, like. It's the best He's thing. He's got Farrah, Farrah Fawcett hair from um, Charlie's Angels. And, and then just and just Michael Jackson zaps him. And he's like, what? And he's just like, it's <laughs> him. He just starts dancing. It's like, ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> Ow! It, it, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so amazing. It's, it's the only Disney attraction I actually saw that and laughed out oh, yeah. loud. That's, and that's and when I was like... For ah! all the wrong reasons. I mean, it's, it was... And, and I just not, want I want Rift Tracks to do a special on Captain EO. Or we could do one. We could. We could. Maybe maybe that that that'll be for a future thing. But uh, back to my point. I don't I hate it. I hate that attraction. <laughs> but I'm not going to say you can't love that attraction and when it leaves, you can't be sad when it leaves. Cuz that's ridiculous. No, I mean and yeah, not understandable. The Court of Angels, I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world. I think some of the some of the the protest is a little tiny bit overblown, but I'm not saying you can't. I, I think it is something that shouldn't be lost, and okay. I think. And as a as a little bit of a selfish thing, I'm mad that I didn't have a lens the one time I was at Disney World to be able to photograph it properly. Disneyland, um, huh? Disneyland, land, shut up, land, shut up. No, I'll rub, um, I'll rub your face. Yeah. In that. Universal Studios Orlando, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the one time I was Orlando. at Disneyland, I didn't have I have a lens to photograph the court properly. So selfishly, I wish I could get back to it and have now that I have a lens like that, be able to photograph it. And I'm never going to get that opportunity, and that that stinks. And like we've we the three of us have discussed before, this is this is not something that gains for the the Disneyland populace. Yes. Uh, you know, people say the, oh, the parks aren't a museum and all this kind of stuff and progress, progress, progress. But this isn't progress for 99.99999% of the Disneyland populace. This is hurting everyone who isn't super rich and has a, um, trust member- fund. Yeah, who doesn't have a trust fund and membership to Club 33. I just say it doesn't, it doesn't help anyone. Because it's not even expanding what they have already. It's just... It's changing. Just changing things. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's and, changing and, it, and it's it's taking away the charm, really. And it... Charm, I mean... But still, <laughs> what it comes down to is that they're putting a... wall between people who have spent years taking Christmas photos and wedding proposals and all that stuff, a glass wall between them and people who are going to spend $7,000 a year tuition, basically, to eat at this really expensive restaurant. That's what it is. It's it's literally paving paradise and putting up a parking lot. Literally. It literally, literally. is putting up a pa- parking lot. Literally. quite. Yeah. It is literally, literally, literally pa- putting up a parking lot. I'm getting well. people... I'm- that but i mean um but it is that 
this, I mean, as Foxy put it so perfectly well, it is the perfect representation of a thematic area in the perfect area in the perfect theme park. And they yep. are putting a wall right between the majority of guests and the people can afford it and saying, guess what? You're going to see all these people walk, like walk up the ladder and, you know, walk up the staircase and right up in a, in, in, in a, in a uh, elevator and go enjoy their hundred dollar dinner because they can afford it. $80 minimum. $80 minimum. Well, that's <laughs> if they don't, that's if they don't get no, into I, I know, the, I know, I know, I know. If they don't get into the uh, park. But still, it's just a ridiculous. Eat, let them eat cake. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I threw that in for Epcot Explorer right there. That let them eat cake. Yes. <laughs> L- little history for the EE. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, but no, it's 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 ridiculous. It's... I, it's not going to end my world. I'm not going to not go back to Disneyland for it. I'm not going to cry when it closes. But when I do go back to Disneyland, it's going to be like, oh, hey, remember that little cool area that I could take, go in and take pictures and enjoy a quiet moment in? That's uh, gone. Like like the one side, and it's gone. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like the additional fountain areas in Communicore Courtyard. It's like the additional... Yeah waterfalls in Adventureland that got removed because yeah, it, of... It's uh, the water features in Caribbean Plaza that were taken no, out. It's and, the, and not even that. The, the water the waterfalls that were in the in the middle of Adventureland when they replaced it with um, Aladdin's magic carpets. Oh, I mean... Don't it, get me it, started on the carpets. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not even talking about the attraction. It's just like you have these small areas that matter to people. And it doesn't even matter like in a... I propose there or whatever. It just like right. you can sit down there and see it and it means something to you. And it and it kind it's of represents up. something. And you can sit down there and go, Wow, this is a place that I understand. And right. then you remove it and you say, Guess what? This is for seven thousand dollar people who can pay that per year and then spend money. And guess what? It's okay. You can see it through glass Tough now. Get. You can see it through glass. You no, no. See, you, you can, can see, see through it through glass now. What are you complaining about? You can see it through glass now. This is progress. That's the issue I have. And, and yeah. it's just like, no, it's, it's, it's disrespectful. It really it's, is. It's almost like the opposite of, of uh, John Hammond. This park was not built for the super rich. Except the opposite. This, this part was built for the super rich. At least we're going to take it for the super rich. Yeah, I mean... It, but let's be honest. And I also, a- I mean, Walt did build specific parts for the super rich. That's Club Thirty Three. I, I, I will not make. This and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I have no problem with Club Thirty Three. I have no problem with Club Thirty Three being expensive. I don't have a problem with the super rich. <laughs> no, I mean Sean is Sean is a one percenter. By yeah, the way, no, he, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a phone a ding ding. percenter. <laughs> he is the elitist of elite of the Philadelphia. <laughs> If you go there and just drop his name, you will be surprised at the places you get. But uh, <laughs> you, get, you get arrested. Arrested. Oh, you know that guy. You could. There's so many places you could see because dropping his name. It's it's just not respectful. Period. That's how I, I see this. But I think I think there's nothing more we can add to that. 
So we should. All I, all I can say is I haven't been to Disneyland, but you don't miss oh, well, New Orleans Square. Well, then what the hell are we talking <laughs> to you about here for? Come on, man. God. The, you know what? Do you know you what? don't mess with New Orleans. Yeah, yes, New right. Orleans. So the only thing we can go to next, I guess, is uh, food trucks. Food trucks. Food trucks. Yeah. <laughs> food trucks. So the, they found a way to make downtown Disney not suck as much. End of story. Without removing much. the uh, – without, without I liked rem- it better when it was a T-shirt truck selling a shirt with the shirt truck on it. <laughs> for, you mean without no removing uh, the uh, the dinosaur or the Rainforest Cafe? Ugh. <laughs> Listen, downtown Disney, I haven't been there in five years. I'm not going back ever. So uh, what can you say? What can you say about downtown Disney? You can't say anything. Yeah, it's this place is going to be such a mess. Like, I'm sure think, it'll be nice, but I'll never go. I think I think they can add nice things to the center point. Marketplace, no matter what they do, it's still going to have a giant freaking volcano that spurts fire up now. <laughs> and T-Rex, which does not, neither of which come close to fitting in to the old Floridian theme that they're going for. Hey, man, story, story, everybody. It's all about story. Hashtag story. Anyway, there's food trucks, Disneyland corn dogs, which is cool because they're really good. Um, but other than that, whatever. It's not gonna, you know, food trucks like like Joe was saying earlier in the week. Food trucks is all about fresh daily ingredients from local places, and that's totally not what these are gonna be. Um, I don't have I don't have a problem with the concept. I think it's a good concept. Uh, I think it'd be a better concept for Streets of America in Hollywood Studios. But nobody goes back there. Exactly. No one goes back there. So put them back there. Give them a reason to go back there. Come on. Yeah. Nah. Uh, (laughs) Nah. You Uh, see it's – all right. Well, It's something to do between your Midway Mania and your Tower of Terror uh, Fast Passes, right? Fast Passes, Tower of Terror. (laughs) It's like a walk-on all the time. 13 minutes. To be fair, I'm totally glad it's a walk-on because I ride that like 20 times every time I'm in Hollywood Studios. But that's right. Anyway, anyway <laughs> from, from then speaking on, speaking of Streets of America, yeah, from the Streets tonight, of America, there was a. Shall we head down to the Hollywood? Uh, uh what's going on tonight on uh, September 13th, failure. 2013? <laughs> because I've been out uh, enjoying my night, but uh, can you guys can explain what's going on tonight? Uh, a total cluster. A cluster F. Fuggle, Fuggle yeah. I believe, is a, is a technical term. It's um. It, it doesn't sound like it went too well tonight. Um, the so? villains. What what was it called? The I don't even know. I don't know. The villains stump something or other. Mix and mingle villains or come whatever. Out the closet or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> now now. Um. Mix and mingle's the thing that's not so scary. Yeah. Okay, I, uh, whatever. I don't Some know. Thir- Friday the 13th villains thing. Disney. Apparently it uh, shut down the entire area around Hollywood Studios. Literally shut it down. Not just like, oh, our parking's full. Like, oh, we have too many cars coming this way. Oh, you think Walt Disney World needs an infrastructure update? Not just RFID infrastructure. Anyway, I'm, that's that's another topic for another time. But um, people weren't able to get into the, the area. Not just the, – the parking was, was still open at this time. People just couldn't get in because they, they don't have the capacity to, ha- 
carry the cars around the resort. And DHS has two silly toll plazas. Two stupid entrances <laughs> that have like two lanes each. Yeah. Um, I think that the, they finally cut the parking off at like 8.30 or 8.45, 9, mm. somewhere around there. Um, but that was the hour and a half before then. People were complaining that they were stuck in traffic, not moving and not going anywhere, and it was a mess. Uh, and then, then the event actually started, kind of. Um, from the sounds of it, this the first show went off 15 to 20 minutes late, I think I saw. Um, then they had people waiting from 2 p.m. for meet and greets. First of all, really, people, you're waiting 2 p.m. You're waiting eight hours for a meet and greet. Eight, eight hours to meet a guy in a costume. You know, and now Disney fans are going to yell at me saying I said it was a guy in a costume. Bite me. It's a no, guy it in a costume. No, it could be a lady in a costume. Uh, oh, okay. Costume. It's it's a person in a costume. It's My a human apologies. Being I don't want to I don't want to be se- I do not want to be sexist. I don't want to be that. I I yes. can be trolling, but I don't want to be sexist. <laughs> um it's you're waiting 8 hours for a person in a costume. Time to reassess. Um and then People are thinking the first person out is going to be some special character that you've never seen. You're never going to be able to meet. And out walks Jafar after you waited eight <laughs> hours in line for a meet and greet. And Jafar is your first person to take a picture with. That that happened, it brought a smile to my heart. I can't, I can't lie. I just, I loved it. You waited. That's what you get for waiting eight hours in line for a meet and greet. You get Jafar. Not Oogie Boogie, not like, I don't know, Horned King from Black Cauldron, who I don't think was there, but I'm just bringing up obscure villains. Um, I know Oogie Boogie Jack and Sally. First of all, Jack and Sally had two-hour lines at for light bulb head. He looks like he has a light bulb on his head. It looks awful. Come at me, Disney fanboys. He looks terrible. Um, he does look pretty bad. If you're waiting, if you're waiting longer than a half hour for a meet and greet, <sighs> time to reassess. If you're waiting, um, and you're over the age of ten, right? Yeah. If you're not, if you're not a girl waiting for a, you're not a four to twelve year old girl waiting for a meet and greet with a princess. Time to reassess. Um. So then, not only did, not only that, but then the meet and greets had uh, autograph cards because obviously there's so many people that they don't want to give out autographs or take the time to actually autograph cards. And then some of the characters probably don't have autographs trained for them. Uh, they had autograph cards like they did for the rest of the limited time magic, uh, like all lost friends and stuff like that. But they had a very, very, very small amount according to Twitter. So limited, limited time magic. Um, it's just, it baffles the mind. Um, but I'll just, go on to the other point before making the overall point. They ran out of burgers at Rosie's Rosie the Riveters <laughs> on Sunset Grill uh, about two hours before the restaurant was supposed to close. They ran out of burgers at a restaurant. At Disney. At, at Disney. How? Just how? Think how about does this happen? You know how it happens. They don't actually you, offer anything to anyone, especially with over the year. Especially with they the went. They had they had May the fourth here in May. They knew it was going to be a huge night for this. 
with obscure characters and fireworks at Hollywood Studios, they knew it was going to be a huge event. And it's How? not like they weren't predict. Like when they announced limited time magic, they said blah 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 blah, and the you know the the villains, villains uh, you know right. event. They, in they announced this at the beginning of the year. They 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 literally. This is one of the first things literally? they said. <laughs> the first. Yeah. This is the one thing they planned like ten months ago. Right. And they this said, would be like who's going to show Universal. up to this? Come on. Right. This would be like Universal running out of burgers on a Halloween Horror Nights night. Like, or running out of Jello shots on a Halloween Horrors night. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, running out of blood bags on a Halloween Horror Nights night. Exactly. Like, how are you not prepared? How do you not have enough? Ha- have enough signature cards printed out for people? That's the real like. I mean, the burger thing is ridiculous, but having the item for the event run out, not, not even run out, but not having nearly enough for the people, how is that possible? It's like they didn't pay attention. It's a piece to of paper with printing on it. I mean, just look, look, look at what happened before and go, oh, wow, a lot of people showed up. We should probably do this right. more. May the 4th, May the 4th was <coughs> So many people showed up for that. You got to figure at. You got to add more to that for the amount of people showing up for obscure character meet and greets. Because meet and greets are big. I know I make fun of people who wait in line for meet and greets, but I know the for a big part of the fan base, they're big. You have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for it. it I, I just I don't get it. And like I like I tweeted out earlier, I said I always wondered why Disney never tried to do like a PG thirteen haunt. Like a lower level haunt than Halloween Horror Nights and Hollow Scream, kind of catering to the the you know tween age in Hollywood studios. And there's been I know Jim Hill has talked about things like oh well the only place they could have it is Streets of America and they have um, Osborne Osborne insulation mm-hmm. going on during that. And I I think there's easy ways to get around that, so I ignore that. But now I see they're just. They're not ready for the crowd something like that would bring. I don't think they understand. If they, uh, I well, I mean... I don't think they understand. Maybe not, but... But even then, if they're not ready for a one-night thing, how can they be ready for something that's going to bring, A, the fans in, or B, and B, the, the tourists in, no matter what? It's just... I, it baffles me, because they're so good... I make fun of Disney a lot, but they're so good at crowd control, and they're so good at... at they're the best at knowing how to do this. Yeah. Universal. I love Universal. I think their parks are great, and I think their parks are getting better. But I think their ops. I don't think their TMs are scum like some Disney fans do. But I think their ops definitely is not has not caught up to the popularity that their parks have gotten over the past few years. And I think it's gonna it's gonna be a year or two before they get there. But Disney is the king in customer service, as much as I do make fun of them. And as yeah. much as they're having problems right now, they're the king. And for them not to be ready for a night like this, I, I don't get it. I mean, it. It baffles me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it makes total sense. I mean, well, look, they don't have enough of those sorcerer cards for the um, not so scary. And yeah. People are paying for that. Yeah, well, but yeah. that's that's slightly different because it actually that's... revolves around people caring about that thing. Yeah, and and. Sorcerer, well, 
The problem, and the, I mean, this is a problem with Disney, the Disney fan base in, in general. There's so many eBay people out yeah. there that they go and they get they get all mm-hmm. this stuff, even if they have no desire to have it, they want to sell it. And I mean, it's not only it's not only Disney. I shouldn't say it's just Disney. It's 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 all of them. Yeah. Um, it's all fan bases have have these things that say, "Oh, well, we're gonna. I don't want it, but I'm gonna sell it to someone who does want it for a insane markup." Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I'm looking at some. I have Twitter up while I'm doing this, and I see the candy the candy corn soft serve. I don't know if that was a thing for the DHS. Or, I pull it up now. Okay, the well. Hollywood Studios thing, or if it was a uh, not so scary thing. The candy corn soft serve is just vanilla. <laughs> uh, I waited three and a half hours for Oogie Boogie. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> just three and a half hours. I went to I went to Islands of Adventure a month after Forbidden Journey opened, and I only waited two hours for the quote unquote, in my opinion, best ride on the planet. And you waited three and a half hours to get a picture with someone in a suit. <laughs> oh my god! Like I I like I love I love and hate the Disney fandom. But oh my god, people. It's a person in a suit. Three and a half hours. Oh, you could have watched the Lord of the Rings extended edition in that time. Or Not anything. Even. Or anything else. <laughs> you could have done, done anything. Things. You could have <laughs> changed the world. You could have helped we someone. Are here to change the world. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we had a blast making this, and we're going to make a bunch more soon. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, please follow us at, uh, at Parkscope, and you can read our articles online at www.parkscope.net. We'll have a few new articles up this week, along with possibly working on a video feature. We uh, look forward to giving you more soon, and thanks. Thanks.